Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Laredo, your host, once again, back again. We are now close to 300 episodes. We're closing in on that. That's a big milestone, I got to say. I'm very excited about that. We're going to do something special. Actually, I'm interested in your ideas on what we should do for the 300th uh, episode. I think it's in 10 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I lose track. So, yeah, I think we're like 10 or 11 away. So that should be in the next few weeks. Uh, So if you have ideas, let me know. Um, Okay, I know what's on your mind. I got you. You're wondering the answers to the riddles that I posed you in the la- posed to you in the last couple of podcasts. So if you remember two podcasts ago, if you've been keeping up, the riddle was a man pulls up in his car in front of a hotel, looks at the hotel, immediately knows he is bankrupt. How? Why? Well, I... Uh, did get some very quick responses. I got a number of incorrect answers and I got a very fast, correct response. And that response was given by my father, John Laredo. That's right. I know you're saying it's an inside job. It's not. I did not. He had no idea I was even doing this. He's an avid listener. Appreciate you, dad. And uh, he is one smart guy. He's smart, as they say up in Boston. Smart, very smart, uh, like off the charts smart. Uh, he figured it out, and the answer is, ready? It's a game of Monopoly. That's right. You're saying to yourself, what? Oh, my God, it's crazy. Yes, game of Monopoly, the uh, piece with the guy in the car pulls up, sees a hotel, knows he's bankrupt immediately. So that is the answer to the riddle. Uh, I did the second place goes to Paul Haynes. Uh, Paul, another super smart guy. Uh, He also got it right. Uh, I'm sure many others did. I did get a lot of incorrect guesses. I appreciate your efforts. Um, I am not going to give the answer to the second riddle because I'm going to give a little bit more time. I have not gotten anybody to guess it yet. And that, again, I'll repeat it. And the same thing goes for you. I'll give you some props. I'll make you famous on this because now this is in 90 different countries. Your name will be announced all across the world. Uh, and uh, the the uh, riddle, again, if you didn't get it, was a woman was born in 1971, yet is celebrating this year her 38th birthday. And we are in 2022. How is that possible? What? So that's the riddle. If you get it to me, uh, email or text me. Uh, you have my info again, I'll give it to you. If you don't have it, John at Laredo group.com 860-573-7230. And let me know what your guess is. You'll get a signed autographed copy of my book, Tomorrow's Leader sent to you. And I'll announce you on the show as the smartest person that I know, uh, or one of the smartest, smartest. I know a lot of smart people. Okay. So Story time. Um, so I had this incredible experience. I went uh, camping last um, week 
with my son, uh, Nick, and my brother-in-law, Jeff, and my nephew, Gavin. And I got to tell you, it was an unbelievable experience. So what we did, which was really uh, cool, I'm a huge kayaker. I love kayaking and kayak a lot. Uh, with, with, uh, I just try and get out as much as I can in nice weather. And we go to a lake called Harris Lake. For those of you in Holly Springs area, you know where I'm talking about. And, uh, we decided that we would kayak out on a Friday late afternoon. Um, and we would tow behind us, um, inflatable rafts and we would have all our camping equipment in it. And then we would set up a camp on some remote desolate area of the lake and we would camp there overnight. Really, really cool idea. So we had planned this for literally like a month. And we had everything planned. We we just prepared. We had checklist after checklist. I mean, just ultra, ultra planned. Planned this thing to a T. And um, it truly was. Uh, I, I just, I love the idea. I was really excited about it. We were just obviously watching the weather. Um, the weather cooperated. We knew as a couple days, you know, leading up to it, it was going to be gorgeous, like mid eighties, sunny, clear skies go down at night to mid sixties, something like that. I mean, perfect, perfect outdoor weather. And, um, we still did not find out if we could actually do this. So I will tell you, uh, we were a little concerned that we would get kicked off of this. So there are no homes on the perimeter of this lake. So uh, we just were kind of taking a chance. We didn't know, you know, do patrol boats come around and kick you off of this lake if you're camping? I don't know. Still don't know. Um, you're guessing by me telling this story that we did not get kicked off or the fact that I just said that we did not. We didn't. It was fantastic. So we get there. We row uh, about a mile. We got a kayak and we find this spot that we had kind of scoped out, pulled our um, kayaks up and the floats and everything like that, uh, got all our stuff. And as you know, with camping, as you may know, the first thing you do is just set up your campsite. You know, you get the tent set up and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Jeff uh, uh, puts his tent up in like record time, like less than two minutes. Beautiful tent. I mean, all set. And I'm thinking, oh, geez, I, don't, I, I don't, it's been a long time since I put this tent together. So I open up the tent. And I, I see, I see the stakes, I see the, the string and the rope, I see the poles, I see the kind of flap that goes over the top. What I don't see is the tent, the tent itself. And this is not a very big bag. I'm looking and I'm, I'm fumbling through the bag. I'm like, where's the tent? And I see every other part of this tent except the most important part of it, which is the tent itself. I've got everything to hang the tent, set it up. I just don't have the tent itself. Wow. I obviously, my heart drops and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. And Nick is standing near me, my son. And, and he said, what? I said, buddy, I, I really screwed up. I actually, I think what I said is, um, we have a problem. Uh, we forgot the tent, which he quickly corrected me to say, no, you forgot that, which is true. <laughs> this was my problem. This was my, I owned this. I'm like, buddy, I forgot the tent. I think what we need is still in the garage. I thought it was in this bag. I can't believe this. And I now think about this. What's the one thing you can't forget if you're camping, you could forget a pan. You could forget a plate, you can forget a knife, you can forget whatever. I mean, whatever stuff you, you bring, those ancillary things, you can't forget the tent. I mean, what are you going to do? 
we're out in the middle of the woods. Like, what? Well, minivan, I'm really taking a tailspin here. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, all this planning, this incredibly awesome camping experience is going to be now just this shitstorm and it's just going to suck. And um, I'm just, I'm kind of at a loss. I don't even know what to say. And, and Nick said, well, you know, we did bring the hammocks with us. And we did. So what was great is we, I have this great hammock in my backyard area where I've got two hammocks. And one is like a chair hammock. The other is a real hammock, huge thing. And I will tell you, it is unbelievable. For those of you who have not laid in a hammock, do it. Figure out a way to get a hammock or just lay in one. It is so relaxing. It is unbelievable. So bottom line is we get this, uh, you know, Nick's like, we got the hammocks. We brought the hammocks. Let's we'll sleep in the hammocks. And I'm thinking, you know what, buddy, you're right. Why not? Like, okay, let's make, make the best out of this. Uh, and, and yeah, I know you hear my dog barking in the background. I can't control it. Sorry. Um, but you, you basically, I'm like, we, thank God we brought these hammocks. So he and I, locate these two trees each of us you know get two separate trees right on the water's edge and we put this hammock our hammocks up between these trees on the water's edge now when i say on the water's edge if i got out of my hammock on the wrong side i would have landed in the lake that's truly how much on the water's edge it was and a clear view right up to the sky and we ended up having the best night's sleep we have ever had. I mean, Nick woke up in the morning and I will tell you, it was unbelievable. We woke up at like 7.30 in the morning and we woke up at that early in the morning and we saw this unbelievable sky that was incredible. It was like, I'm sorry, not at 7.30 in the morning, in the middle of the night. I remember waking up at two o'clock in the morning uh, and, and I just opened up my eyes and the sky was filled with stars. I mean, it was incredible. I'm going to sleep. I'm hearing the, the water lap against the shore. I'm hearing like birds and stuff like that. And, you know, weird noises here in the woods. I mean, but it was so relaxing and it was so comfortable. It was unbelievable. And we both woke up and the, just the, you know, the morning sunlight with the sunrise, it was just, it was incredible. It was incredible. We both kind of peeked out of our hammocks kind of at the same time and just started talking about what an incredible night's sleep that was. So here's here's my thought. What would have been, in my mind, a disaster turned out to be the best camping experience we could have ever had. Uh, Nick, myself, Jeff, and Gavin had such a fun time. I mean, if we couldn't stop talking about it after. We still keep talking about it. This was only a week ago. A week ago today, actually, as I'm taping this. And, uh, and it was just one of these things that we wouldn't change a thing, including the fact, you know what? I'm glad I didn't bring the tent because had I brought the tent, we would not have slept in the hammocks. I guarantee it. We brought them just because, hey, we'd be kind of cool to lounge around in them, but we wouldn't have slept in them if we had a tent. And I guarantee we would not have had the type of experience that, that sleeping experience that we had. So here I was in a situation where something disastrous in my mind happened and it turned out actually to be a great thing. So what, what I think about as a leader and, and all of you running organizations and the stresses and everything you have to deal with, and believe me, I know what you're talking about. I've dealt with it you know, tons of times. When something unexpected happens or doesn't go right, and it seems like a disaster, and I will give you tons of different examples. It could be 
a client leaves you. It could be one of your key employees resigns or somebody who you rely on, your assistant resigns. It could be uh, something where a product launch fails miserably or uh, you're doing R&D and it's just you're failing on trying to figure out the right formula for something and you've just, you've hit your max and you fail, 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 fail. And whatever it is, oftentimes when you think about this, these disasters in the moment open up a whole new path for you to figure out something that actually is even better. So, you know, I think about that a lot of times. I I think about the pandemic. You know, I started my business on, I resigned on February 14th of 2020, three weeks before the pandemic. I had all these keynotes lined up. I was going to be this keynote speaker and it just evaporated. But what that did is open up a whole new way of doing business for everybody, doing virtual meetings and doing virtual uh, uh, business. It helped me go into a whole different direction of doing consulting and doing work with people in a different way other than just doing keynotes, which I love doing keynotes. But uh, it, it pushed me in a different direction that I wouldn't have gone that turned out to be even better, truly even better. You know, I think about there was a time I was running the Hartford office and I had two actual uh, or two leaders of mine who were two superstars. Um, and, and at the time, they were two very successful managers for me, uh, Nate and Felix. And both of them, and we were really on the cusp of doing some terrific things and really moving the organization in, in the right direction and going from, you've heard the story, from 100 all the way to number one in the country. And uh, about midway through that journey, or maybe two-thirds of the way through that journey, so we're kind of at a critical point, and both these guys had been very integral with reshaping the whole organization. They got called away to uh, active duty. They were in the reserves and got called into active duty um, for a year. So it was one of these things, they had no control of it, I had no control over it, but they were now two of my key people leaving the organization for a year, and I remember how stressed I was about it and how miserable I was. I'm like, how this timing, and let alone the whole, the, the effect on them. I'm just, I felt horrible that they had to, to do this, but what respect I have for them and anybody that's in that situation. I mean, you listen, you, you make a commitment to protect this country and that's most important. Like the other stuff can wait, you know, and that's what happens. But in any event, it was a disruption at the time. And I know did not was unexpected, but here's what it did. It opened up new ways of thinking about stuff. It opened up me leading other people and developing them more than I probably would have and ramping other leaders up. And when Nate and Felix got back, which they crushed it when they got back, uh, we were even in a better spot. And so when they came in, they just were really key to getting us up to number one. So I think back to that, there's sometimes things that happen. When you lose somebody, it's painful. But maybe that's going to open up the door for you to bring in somebody even better. I've seen that happen many, many times. So a lot of times these these um, disasters that we feel are there now that are going to just totally derail us are really just things that are pushing us in a new direction. And there's something there for you to figure out. You just got to keep your eyes open and look for it. And there's some better experience or opportunity that's waiting for you that this door that's closed now is causing you to go through some other doors. So don't fight it. It's okay to just to 
to, to recognize the fact that you're frustrated and this is not a great situation and, and feels like a disaster, but don't let that immobilize you and recognize the fact that, you know what, oftentimes these times present, push us in a different direction that push, they ultimately gives us a better answer than we had before, a better experience than we had re- before, a better business result than we had before, better people than we had before. Whatever the case may be, that happens a lot. So I thought the camping uh, story was a great example of that. Awesome, awesome time. If you want to hear more, reach out to me. Um, I love, I love, uh, I love sharing stories like that. Uh, so in any event, short one today. Hope this was helpful for you, uh, just to kind of get the wheels turning. And again, I know you're all facing stuff, and and reach out to me. Let me know. You know, tell me about your disaster moment. And if it's happening now, which I hope it's not. But if you're going through it right now, reach out to me. I'll talk to you about it. I'd love to just, and maybe there's some things I can share with you that I've, I know other people have dealt with and help you through it a little bit. Uh, but just keep that in mind. Oftentimes these disasters you know, are disguised as disasters. These are things that are opportunities that are, are waiting for you to find them and go down a new path. So uh, in any event, hope you have a fantastic fourth. By the time you're listening to this, you probably have. Uh, let me know again, the riddle, it's still out there. Born in 1971, but celebrating her her 38th birthday. How? Ping me. Let me know what your answer is. Uh, In the meantime, go have fun. Enjoy yourself. Have a safe, happy holiday. And share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Thumbs up. Go down below, give a five-star review. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.